hit the the drop again once we uh go live. Okay, mic check. One eight one eight. Sam, mic check. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hello, 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 Gavna. Música. La puta madre que te parió, hijo de la remil puta. Yes, sir. She couldn't hear, sir. I'm here to talk wrestling, sir. Seth Rollins, sir. Twitter. Twitter. Hello, Gavna. Alright, we're ready? Oh, wrong one. I noticed that. I've noticed that last couple couple episodes. I've been wearing Macho Man shirts. There you go. El El Macho. Samuel. Delusional bastard. Like if you move over like one spot, you guys could be like right on top of each other when we change. <laughs> you remember Christian and DDP when they had their uh, their feud, when they had their little storyline going, uh-huh. and DDP would be like this, I like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? <laughs> and then Christian would try to do the same thing, but his smile would come out like this. <laughs> Hello, Gavnat. Check it out. We're about to go live on Facebook very soon, very soon. Lucha Outsider Show. Yes, sir. What? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sir. <laughs> you know there's a green screen behind you. We can put whatever we want in. Just saying. Samuel. Because he was going like this. Mario. He was going like this. Just saying. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Play this again.
Congratulations. You played yourself. I'm Leo. It's a me, Mario. The heel that seals the deal, the villain that saves chilling, the anti-hero of the <laughs> IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R, and yeah, yeah, yeah. our third man on the broadcasting uh, team, Tris. the king of hamburger meat from <laughs> Suplex City, bitch. Mr. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. What's yeah. going on, everybody? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> and this is episode yeah. 113 of the Lucha Outsider Show. Tracy. And if you miss anything on today's episode, yes. make sure you subscribe and yes. download the podcast version of the show. Dunday. iTunes, SoundCloud, Obey Fancy, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, La Mescla app, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever yeah. you get your podcast needs. Leave us like five star, frog slash radio, YouTube, Thomas Green, Barry, either one of us, and most likely be the old man Leo. Yeah! Yeah! That's me. What's up, guys? We are back we timed once it. again. We actually got it right this time. We timed it right to the and end. And you didn't butcher the intro either. There you go. We're back once again. Remembered. <laughs> We're back better than ever. Like back. the 90s. Like like ECW and WCW still alive. Yes. ECW. MSG it was like 2 in the morning. I remember I used to stay up just to watch it. Oh but God. for some reason, I used to watch whatever show was on before. It was like track racing or some other shit. But it was still interesting, though. You know, I used to, uh, before we get into it, when uh, I used to watch ECW at like 1, 2 a.m. Yeah. at the, M I think it was the MSG, the, the, the MSG Yeah, the MSG Network, Network yeah. Right? I f even though in, I knew, in, the, in the New York area. Even though I knew I was watching wrestling, right? It's not uh, like I was watching porn. But I still got the same, like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be watching this <laughs> just, as a kid. Right? Like, right. that was the vibe that I got. Like, I'm like... Man, like why do allowed. I feel, why do I feel like I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing by watching, <laughs> staying up till one, two in the morning to watch ECW uh, on the MSG Network? I don't know if you got that feel. Yeah, I remember they had that little, uh, uh, what was that? That little commercial where it was like Akana Leia or something dances naked on top of the ECW mm -hmm. arena. It was like, oh. Oh, what am I about to watch? You know? <laughs> is this wrestling or what is this? <laughs> or is this porn? <laughs> well, you kind of got the the feeling of both because back in that time, that's when you had like the the scrambled boxes. And remember how they used to like like the intro used to kind of have that that vibe and that feel to it. But again, yeah, it goes to that. And you know what? To this day, we actually look back at it. They were doing some crazy shit over there. They were yeah. doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, I don't man. think they're going to be able to get away with it nowadays. No. It's a different time, but let's get right into it. So yeah. first of all, let's thank everybody that's on the Facebook chat, the friends mm -hmm. of the show, the Fots. The Fots. And also to every, everyone that's listening to the podcast version of the show and all platforms. And today, what do we have? If they share the video. Oh, we have a Lucha goodie bag. There we go. So if you share the video, we'll pick a, 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 a friend of the show, a Fot, at a random, and you know we'll contact you. Yeah, you give us where we can mail it at, and there, and there you go. Don't worry, we're gonna send you anthrax or anything like that. No, we're no, gonna no. send you a lucha no, no. goodie bag. Uh, make sure you share it. Make sure if you have wrestling friends, tag them. If you have them in groups, also send it to them. We'll check all that stuff, and then we'll make sure that we pick a winner from there, and uh, give it a little heart or a little pissed off face, whatever you want. Um, Mario. So let's get right into the biggest story. First of all, it's been a crazy week. Let's, yes, it let's, has. 
It's a been lot a really to talk about. That's why we decided to do the show today. Exactly. It's been a fucking crazy mm. week, but the biggest story going on is the bombshell that they dropped on Thursday, literally right before um Fighter Fest from AEW, right? They, they, they planned this out pretty good. I'm about. Exactly. I'm about. Exactly. <laughs> so they dropped the huge news. WWE dropped huge news that Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman in many ways, Vince McMahon's rivals in the 90s mm-hmm. are going to be running SmackDown and Raw, SmackDown and Fox Network. It's going to be Eric Bischoff's show, and then Paul Heyman is going to handle Raw, which there's a lot of mixed fields here, all right? Okay. Some positive, more than that. It's some negative, too, uh-huh. def- depending on your preference. But um, my biggest takeaway on this is I think this is great. Let's wait and see. Mm-hmm. Let's not shit on it right away because there's already no. fans like saying like, oh, I don't need 50-year-old men. First of all, if you think Paul Heyman's out of touch, you get the biggest congratulations. You played yourself. Paul Heyman had a five-year plan to help TNA. TNA. And a they, five-year plan. And Dixie didn't want to give him creative control, On right? On the books, like written out, like 30-day, mm-hmm. 60-day, 90-day, like a whole plan to save TNA. And they didn't do it. Now, now let, granted, Impact Wrestling is doing great now, but... Yeah, no, no, but but he could have saved them back then. He could have saved them back then, and maybe TNA would have still been TN... Like, mm-hmm. you know how Impact Wrestling ain't where TNA used to be yeah. at? Maybe... It could be up there, or even further. Further, we maybe, don't know. Maybe TNA could be the AEW that we have now. Maybe they wouldn't be on Twitch and yeah. the Pursuit mm-hmm. Network, and yeah. maybe they would still be on Spike. I've yet to find the Pursuit Network. I just stopped pursuing it yeah i see what you did there there you go (laughs) so paul Heyman knows how to adapt with time yes and think about it he's not that much of a rebel that he was 15 20 years uh, 15 years ago when he was doing the booking Mm -hmm. for smackdown so he's definitely grown and he knows how to adapt with time so for anybody that thinks like oh but we need you new blood granted i would love new blood to be booking also but let's not act like it's only a whole bunch of old people that is booking for the wwe they get like hollywood writers that are young that 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 they're part of the creative team. Mm-hmm. It's just Vince at the end. They has the the the, the 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 you know he has the last the call. control the creative control, control. <laughs> pretty much. But and they've also had like uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and all these people right. Jimmy for them. Jacobs had left uh, yeah. a year or two ago. The he, earthquake also was he the 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 comedian. Earthquake? Yeah yeah yeah. He he wrote yeah. for them too. So at the end of the day, like yeah, it does fall on Vince McMahon. But and I'm gonna give you my thoughts on this because I gotta go and finish what I'm doing. But um, what I think is this. You can kind of see that Raw is in a worse state than SmackDown. Even though SmackDown was pretty bad this week. No, no, but what I'm saying is this. Yeah, I it, liked Raw better this week. But but if why. if you look at why they put them there, right? Because you could you could have had Heyman on SmackDown and Bischoff on Raw. But I think the one that's hurting the most right now is Raw. That's why you need Heyman there. I think it also has to do with the TV deal that mm-hmm. SmackDown's going to be in Fox. Because we know Eric, he knows how to talk to these TV networks. Yeah. Because, you know, he he's besides his wrestling no, stuff. No, but, but even Heyman. Heyman got the yeah, TNN deal. Yeah, but that's a different ball game. But, like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Eric what Bischoff happened? knows how to deal with these bigger TV networks. Yeah. Paul so, Heyman just dealt with TNN. Do you remember like, when Paul Heyman shot on the, the network? Yeah, on the network, yeah. It was talking all kinds of shit. It was like, the <laughs> network so good. is not helping us. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's awesome to me. I think the, the bookings and the storylines will be even better on both shows. So I'm excited to see how this plays out. Jessica Hoffman and Ben Cliff also says I think it's awesome. Heyman and Bischoff are running SmackDown on Raw. The only issue, no matter what they come up with, Ideas-wise, they still have to run everything by Vince. And if Vince doesn't like the idea, then the idea won't happen. So Vince is still in control. Mario? I think the biggest thing that... Uh, ben Cliff. Okay. 
So um, I think the biggest thing here is this wild card rule. It's gonna it's gonna be thrown out the door, and I think we're really gonna get the brand extension again. Mm -hmm. If Fox wants a different show from Raw, they need to make both shows different, yeah. and that is gonna take a lot. They need to set. They, we can't see the crossover between mm -hmm. superstars. No, that, but, they, but, they need okay. to be separate. Also, we need different looks on both shows. Yes. You remember when they 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 made the announcement that we were gonna get the return of the brand extension? Yeah. That first year, the both shows felt different, yeah, and it did. had a different look, Pero, and, and, and they established look, yeah. that. And then all of a sudden, they just threw it out the door, and they now we're pretty much getting the same thing, except at times, SmackDown, mm -hmm. it feels a little bit easier to watch. Yeah, but okay, so the, just in the look, right, it doesn't help me just with the color. You know what I mean? No, they, they need to make the shows different. Like, you remember the original SmackDown, Sammy, when they had the fist coming through? Yeah. And, okay, that's what you need, because you don't need the raw, like, the logo... You need something totally different. You know what I feel like, uh, going back to what Mario said? The first year, it almost felt like Raw and SmackDown were produced differently. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day, one week, it just all looked the same again. And nobody said anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody noticed it. It was after, after that first year, I want to say, it's like they kind of just threw in the towel. Do you remember how good that first Raw was with, like, Braun Strowman beating the shit out of James Ellsworth? And a bunch of other stuff happened that night. I think uh, Nia Jax um, debuted that night. But, uh, man, it was a good Raw. And SmackDown was and good, Smackdown too. SmackDown was good, too. We need to get back to that. And hopefully this move will put us in that right direction. So... I'm excited for it. Let's hope so. Um, guys, you're going to have to read the comments. I have to go finish what I'm doing. Uh, have fun. By the, way, by the way, I love Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman has to be in some creative control, and it's definitely going to be a lot better. Uh, uh, let me know when you guys talk about Sammy Callahan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, bro. Well, we'll talk to you later, Leo. I'll be back. All right, brother. We love you, Leo. So um, one thing I did notice um, from the social webs, from the IWC, the wrestling community, is everybody's concerned about Eric Bischoff. Like, you know... Eric Bischoff, in many ways, doesn't have a good rap. But at the same time, I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Because while he did some questionable things back in his heyday, he did a lot of good stuff, too. Like, in many ways, you could give him the credit, the reason why WWF had to change their ways. Yeah, absolutely. Those 83 weeks, you got to give it to, you know, Eric Bischoff. And some of those stories were pretty good. I mean, mm -hmm. look back uh, at Diamond Dallas Page's story. Uh, you look at how he hid Goldberg's weaknesses and made him into a superstar. Um, look at the way Sting evolved under Eric Bischoff's guidance. And, and NWO, you know, arguably one of the biggest, greatest factions ever in wrestling. You know, top five, top three in many ways. Um, and one thing I want to point out, because everybody was praising Heyman. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about Eric Bischoff. The last year or two, Eric Bischoff, I'll say the last year, Eric Bischoff has been doing a, a, um, a podcast with Conrad, 83 Weeks. Right. Which in many ways, I'm starting to think that Conrad's part of the Illuminati or something because he's getting all these guys back into like WWE spots. You know what I'm saying? Bruce Prichard. Right. Now Bischoff, like something's going on there. Vince is just trying to throw a monkey wrench in, in Conrad's plans. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in any ways, I think Conrad's uh, stock rises with all these uh, signings. And 83 right. Weeks ain't going anywhere. No. Uh, something to wrestle with ain't going anywhere either. Right. Now he has a podcast with JR. He's involved with AEW. And then we got Tony being Tony. Poor Tony. He's, he's I love not even Tony. Getting, I love Tony Giovanni. But, you know, granted, he's doing work with MLW. He's returning MLW. But it's like, how come WWE doesn't give Tony Giovanni a chance? <laughs> I don't think they ever will. I don't know what, what their gripe is against them. I don't know. But uh, I want people to understand that 
Bischoff in 83 weeks, weeks, the podcast he does with Conrad, he's reliving some of the questionable things he did in his past, and he's recognizing some of the mistakes that he did in WWE, which I think is going to help him out in the long run with this spot that he has with the WWE now running SmackDown. Yeah, he's older gonna, and wiser. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited to see what it brings because, to be honest with you, let's let's look at what we got here, people. I mean, we have been down on the product for how long? You know, there's some people that's still riding with the product, but, I mean, we've seen the, the ratings decrease week after week. You know, uh, the ticket sales are dropping. So why not? Let's bring in some of the past and let's see what kind of ideas Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman have. And I'm super excited about it. I can't be more excited about we, it. We, we need to wait and see what happens. Like, the WWE product is shit. We talked about it last week. The two most entertaining stuff too is the 24 7 title segments and the bray wyatt stuff and some people this is why wrestling fans can't have good shit right or be given good shit because they're ready to shit off it right back oh but they're both old uh, who cares give it a chance when the bray wyatt thing happened with the firefly funhouse people were ready to shit on it people were ready to like That's oh true. they're killing bray wyatt with the 24 7 title which we agree the title's atrocious and the and and the name of the title's atrocious, but some of the most entertaining stuff on WWE TV. I love it. So let's give it a chance, people. Let's not shit on it right away. It might not happen next week. It might not happen until October thing happens. And I know people are reporting this. Oh, it's supposed to start. Listen, reports are reports. Let's just wait and see if there's going to be a change in the long run. Yeah, we'll, let's give, we'll let's, notice. Let's give it time. We'll notice when we see Paul Heyman's fingerprints on Raw. You'll go, wait a minute. <laughs> That that's different there, um, but yeah, going back to the twenty four seven title, man. Did you guys see our truth with the Old Town Road remix there? I know you posted it on, on uh, your page. I love that. It's funny. I well, love you're that. you're a fan of the song. Yeah, you're man. a fan of the song. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Um, Check that out if you if you have a chance. One thing I wanted to also to touch on about this Paul Heyman and uh, Eric Bischoff stuff that dropped this week. How they originally in the original uh. Um, press release about their new uh, job positions. Yeah. Both Eric and Paul Heyman, they made it seem like they were not going to be on-air roles. Yet they put out another press release, I think, I believe yesterday, with new like graphics for yeah, SmackDown Raw. That. And both Bischoff and Heyman are in their respective brands. So do you think they, they're now, since the buzz that they've been getting the past, literally for 48 hours with them getting these positions, do you think they just call it an audible and be like, you know what? Let's let's promote them and let's let them you know plead their cases on air. What what do you think we're gonna see on Monday and Tuesday? Uh, I don't think we'll see much of a difference on Monday and Tuesday. No, no. But do you think we're gonna see them appear on camera? No, no. I hope not. Maybe Heyman, because you never know if they're gonna throw Brock in some kind of situation with that whole Seth Rollins and the Beast in the Bank or whatever the Money in the Bank, whatever you want to call it. But um, man, I hope that they really are not on air roles because you know paul's great but i think i've seen enough eric bischoff in my my lifetime i i think eric i think eric when it comes to him as an honor on air role i think he plays a, a fantastic heel yeah. i i loved eric um seeing him in uh in, in tv when he's playing a character but i think if he's his position is to handle creative and stuff like that uh creative director let's focus on that 
let's focus on making the product better and then once things are in motion and, and the and the ball is rolling then we could talk about like hey him being uh, some type of on-air role or him showing up on camera if, that, if he's gonna do an on-air role he's gotta dye the hair black again and wear the le- leather jacket Nah, man, he's too yeah, old man. for that, bro. He's too old Let's for that, it. B. He too old for that. You gotta get that jet black look. Nah, man, he too old for that, bro. <laughs> um, one thing, another thing. I um, Ben Ben Cliff uh put out a question. Do, do we see Paul Heyman still being continue being a uh, Brock Lesnar's advocate as long as they don't yeah. make his character of him running the show on Monday Night Raw make it part of his character? Then him. Doing creative for for Raw has nothing to do with his being the advocate for uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think we continue to see uh, him cutting promos for Brock because Brock doesn't want to cut promos. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I hope that they don't have him in that on-air authority role. As a matter of fact, I'm hoping that they start to like get rid of that on-air authority role. I I just it's been 20 years. I mean, can we look at a different way of doing things now? I don't know. This is yeah, but you know what? On the flip side of that, a couple months ago when they decided no more GMs or no more nothing, yet Shane McMahon is calling the shots on both shows. So right. I think we need some type of, maybe not all the time, but we need someone. Like, I, right. I, I've always been, like, I've always criticized, not just WWE, so people won't think like, oh, you're just shitting on WWE. No, just in general, in wrestling, how they, someone has the authority to let's make a match right now instead of somebody coming out and be like, this match is happening now. Right. There needs to have some type. There needs to be some type of authority role. Because think about it this way: in, in theory, in kayfabe, right, in the kayfabe mm-hmm. world, if someone has the authority, to like you know what, I'm a wrestler. I'm challenging you. We're making the match now. Why can't it just be an unsanctioned match if I'm the one making the match instead of being no rules? Yeah, you got a point. So like, I, there there needs to be somebody. But that doesn't mean we need to see him in every fucking segment. Yeah. But there needs yeah. to be someone. Right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? My thing is I'm just sick of every Monday, and it's not every Monday, but most Mondays you see the authority figure come out and then kind of set up the, the night with, oh, we got this match, we got that match, and blah, 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 blah. But that's blah. the way it's booked. We don't necessarily have to see that every single week. That's right. the way they book the shit. And hopefully with Eric and Paul Heyman now in charge, they change certain things. I know Eric Bischoff did a did a, a live podcast uh, a couple years ago, and I think Wade Keller put like a clip of it, like certain things that he would change mm-hmm. on why Raw and SmackDown is so like the same. This is before the, the, the brand extension came back. Right. And he said that, they need to make the shows different. That's the only way you're going to attract the fan base right, to be right. emotionally involved. The fact that both shows look the same, the only thing that's different is the colors. That's not a big enough change. I think one of the biggest mistakes WWE has done over the years besides taking away Pyro is the fact that every entrance looks the same. Like the 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 the, the, the Titron and stuff. Yeah. It looks the same. There's no there's nothing's different anymore for pay-per-views or anything. Nothing feels special anymore. That's the problem with the WWE. A lot of these songs suck too. You think about their theme music, a lot of them don't stand out. Think about like I don't know, Ricochet's theme music. His song is exactly. is eh. Exactly. I like Alistair Black's theme song. That's a great song. I, Undisputed Era, I love their theme song. How about Apollo Crews? It's just like him. It's boring. <laughs> right. Uh, how about Bobby Lashley? His song is very generic, too. Right. It's very it's very disturbed with Jace. Just not good. 
You know what? They had a great song for Drew McIntyre, and I don't hate his new entrance theme. But his original theme from his first run? Oh, my God. Really good. And, and, and it fits perfectly with him now. Exactly. They never had to change anything. So, I don't know. One of my favorite theme songs right now in the WWE is uh, Shayna Baszler's. I think her theme song is badass, dude. Yeah, man. We should both make a list of our top tens. Maybe we'll do that for... Um, Current and then all time. I know for the Luchis, we did... Um, that was a new category last year for 2018. We did a theme song of the year, and we did our top 10. So maybe we'll do that again this year. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, Another thing that came out with all these reports with the whole Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff stuff is that apparently Triple H was allegedly was um was considered to the, the role was offered to be one of the directors for, I believe, was SmackDown, and he turned it down. Then uh, um, Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheet, and I believe... um. I don't know if it was uh, some other report. I don't know if it was Brad Shepard or uh, Wade Keller. Somebody else also came out and said, denied those rumors saying that the position was never offered to him. Now, hmm. from this time around, maybe it came out that it's true. Maybe it doesn't. But let's just put this out in open. Let's say he was offered the position, right? And Vince tur- and um, Triple H turned it down. Maybe he turned it down because he, he wants to focus only on NXT. Yeah, that might be it. Because I think he ha- he loves NXT so much, I don't think he wants to take a caliber of a SmackDown or a Raw. Well, over there, he's the Vince McMahon. And then why would you take second fiddle to Vince to take over SmackDown when you're already in charge of something so great and you're working with your best friend and one of your other best friends just came down and started working with you? He's probably very happy and content in where he's at and he gets to still work in the ring once in a blue uh, he worked a couple matches in Tokyo this this past uh, couple days. Yeah, he um, was an honorary member of the club. The club? <laughs> the club. Yeah, and uh, he tagged with Shinsuke as well. So, I mean, he, he's probably, you know, living his best life. Uh, I don't think he – I mean, you look at the the way the man's aged in the past couple day, uh, years in the face, and you can tell that he's stressed out. I mean, you look at – where he, the way he looked when he wrestled Brock at WrestleMania 29, and you look at the way he looks now, he looks like a completely different person. Still in great shape, though. Still in great shape. Great, great shape. He's saying his prayers and eating his vitamins. You know. Okay, so let, let's flip the <laughs> let's flip the coin and um. Some serious vitamins. Let's let's flip the coin and say maybe if he wasn't offered the position, do you think? Vince has some type of resentment towards Triple H because Triple H gets so much praise from the NXT stuff and how he, his vision of NXT and how he books things. And so so many people, it's like, oh, NXT is great, but the WWE product is so garbage. Maybe Vince has some type of resentment for Triple H and maybe he was trying to prove Triple H wrong and be like, I still have something. And he decided to bring the <laughs> big guns in many ways and bringing Paul Heyman and <laughs> Eric Bischoff, his rivals from the 90s, to take control. That's that could be definitely it. Um, we know Vince to have um, you know that ego syndrome where he he likes to you know have the biggest cock in the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And uh, if people are in his ears, saying, that is a disgusting. <laughs> if people are in his ears saying you know you know people on the internet are saying that you should step down and Triple H should take over, that just is going to fuel his fire even more to just stay in in the seat and where he's at. So. Um, Rafael Ramos says, I really hope 
they stay with the brand split, no more wild card rule. Yeah, I, man. I, I think, you, I, and I think it with this announcement that happened this week, I think that's what's gonna happen. I think um, we're really gonna get the brand section again, and I think they need to make this happen. If you want to make this work, if you want to make both shows different, if you have Eric Bischoff in one show and then Paul Heyman in another show, it's gonna be two separate uh, um, creative teams, so you can't have them. Mix with each other because let's say Roman Reigns, for example, right? Paul Heyman has booked them a certain way on Raw, and then he goes to SmackDown, and then Eric takes them and books them another way. It's not gonna ha- It's not gonna work. There's right. gonna be clash there. Yeah, yeah. And then for the audience, you're looking at it like, what the hell is going on here? If I just saw Roman do one thing on Raw, then he's doing something completely different on SmackDown. Exactly. It makes no sense. I'm the- I'm just sick of seeing Shane McMahon on every damn episode of SmackDown and Raw. It's like pick a pick a damn brand, and then. You know, we got it's just too too much, too much convoluted. Right. My thing is, a couple years ago, they were making new stars. I mean, I'm not a crazy big fan of Jinder Mahal, but they turned Jinder Mahal, who's you know a straight up job guy, into the WWE champion. I mean, this is what we're looking for. We're looking for something fresh. How you know, they create new stars and then. We're going back, and it's like we're just leaning on Daniel Bryan. We're just leaning on Roman Reigns. We're leaning on Kofi Kingston. We're leaning on our guys that are already established. When they got a locker room full of fresh talent from NXT that just got called up and is not being utilized. It's funny you say that about NXT talent because another rumor that came out this week is when this uh, plays in motion um, in the next couple weeks, next month or so, we're going to see another fresh batch of NXT talent, which mind, mind boggles me because it's like you have so much talent that is not even used already in WWE in the main roster. Yeah, I don't know what they're planning on doing. Um, there's not enough time. Even with the three hours, there's not enough time to showcase everybody. And the but, problem is they're focusing on the same fucking guys on both shows. Right. And you know what? That may not be a bad thing if they do it right. Like, you don't need to have every show with the same cast of characters let's switch it up you know what i mean i don't know that that's something that i would do or maybe rotate your guys in and out like look how fresh Dolph ziggler is right now because he took a couple months off you know and when nia Jax comes back from her injury i guarantee you she's gonna you know be put in a in a, a great spot and we're all gonna be talking about her when she gets back and you know i know she gets some hate sometimes but i'm sure that that's gonna be the case when she gets back so I think rotating guys in and out not only will save them with their, you know, their bodies, their bump card, like we've talked about in the past. But also, if you go to a house show and then you see, I remember I went to the show in Trenton not too long ago with my daughter and I saw Luke Harper. This was shortly before he put in his notice. And I was super excited. I was like, man, I haven't seen Luke Harper in forever. It's great to see him. Yeah, well, and now he, he wants to leave. They kind of have him hostage in WWE, you know, due to contract obligations. But I think he'll be all, all right. I'm sure once his contract is up, we'll see him pop up. And oh, there's a shit not a ton of companies that he'll pop up in and yeah. and different opportunities for him. Um, Man, it's just been such a crazy week, dude, when it comes to this Heyman and, and Eric Bischoff stuff. Uh, another thing I wanted to point out, you know, guys like EC3 and guys like Bobby Roode and guys that, that have been giving shit, you know, Cedric Alexander, you know, over in Raw, Paul Heyman's going to be running the show. Hey, man, he, he he's going to create he's gonna create new stars. He's going to create new stories for a lot of these talent. A lot of people forget Paul Heyman has a great mind for the business. He wasn't a businessman when it comes to money and stuff, but in this case, he's going to 
handle creative. With all due respect to the old ECW roster, let's look at who he had on that roster. You had the Sandman. Taz. Taz. Sabu. Sabu. Raven. Raven. Mikey Whipwreck. Balls Mahoney. Mm-hmm. He made these guys stars. And they, you know, like I said, all due respect, besides maybe T- Taz and Tommy Dreamer, all those dudes are guys you could probably find in a bar and pick them out. I mean, you think about it. They weren't the greatest in-ring technicians. And look at the way he made them shine. Yeah. He hid their, their weaknesses. I think Sandman has been on record saying, like, he didn't know how to do shit. Right. And look, we still talk about him. He's a hardcore legend. And he's still taking bumps. <laughs> and he's still taking bumps. He's still walking around with that cane, fucking people up. Mm-hmm. So... Let's look at what he did with the ECW product. Uh, a 50-something-year-old Terry Funk. You know, you had your guys that, that came in and out. And, and, you know, like I said, all due respect to all the ECW guys. I'm a fan of them all. Blue Beanie gave us a shout-out not too long ago. And Tommy Dreamer has been great to us, um, giving us a shout-out as well. But you see what he did with that roster. And now look at what we got on the Raw roster. These guys are young, in shape. They can cut promos if you give them the chance. If you don't shackle them, so, some could cut promos. Some, let, let, let's let's you know, let's not you know go a little bit over. <laughs> but that's going to lead into something else that we're going to talk about. But go ahead, continue. right, right. But you think about that. You got on the Raw roster. You got Seth Rollins. <laughs> you really want to start with that name? Well, huh? we'll, we'll, we'll get going with that. But man, he's great. He's great in ring. He's great in ring. And uh, he gets fired up with his promo work and 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 things like that. Um, who else we got on there? Is Braun Strowman still on Raw? <laughs> yeah, but I'm he, so confused. He's not standing out because he's fucking doing tug. Best pro wrestling on the planet. We're having a fucking tug of war match at fucking Monday Night Raw. Best pro wrestling on the planet. Fuck out of here, man. Bobby Lashley, uh, EC3. You know what's crazy about Bobby Lashley? He cut great promos in TNA, and he shackled over here in WWE. When he was a heel in TNA, he was great. Yo, my man Lashley, yo, he could talk shit. He could talk shit, bro. Yeah. And now they got him shackled in WWE, and he's, he's horrible. Lo- he's lost his confidence. He's, he, thank you. He lost his fucking confidence because they're bro. telling him what to be, and he doesn't want to be that. But if the guy is a Paul Heyman, maybe he'll get his confidence back, though. Right, right. Um, the. Viking Raiders, are they called now? Viking Raiders? Viking Raiders, yep. Give Paul Heyman the Viking Raiders for a couple weeks and watch yeah. how they shine. Mm-hmm. He, you got the revival over there. Hey, look at, look at you know, and we know uh, Gallus and Anderson are going to eventually leave if they don't sign a new deal. But, yo, let's say this takes in motion right now, next week. Mm-hmm. Imagine what Paul Heyman could do with the club. Right. AJ, Gallus, and Anderson. Yeah, AJ Styles is on Raw. Yeah. Ricochet's on Raw. So you, you think about all this talent. I mean, it's night and day compared to what he was dealing with in ECW and mm-hmm. what he's got now. And you think about when he was running SmackDown's roster, when he had Rey Mysterio and Edge and Kurt Angle and all those guys, Eddie Guerrero, and how great that product was. So if anybody is shitting on this, come on, man. Are you oh, serious? And on, the, and on giving Eric a chance also... He did wow, he did some questionable things back in the day. He also brought a lot of good. And one thing I give Eric is he knows how to create controversy. Now, if he could create controversy on the blue brand, but controversy that people are gonna get talked to, like imagine him having a guy like Roman Reigns and finally turning him heel and doing something drastic. 
It would be nice. It would be nice. It would be, be great. We all wanted to see for a long time. Like, like destroying a beloved superstar over in SmackDown that nobody saw coming. What about the Undertaker? Exactly. We we don't know. So let's give gi- let's give these two vets, wrestling minds, a chance. Let's wait and see what happens. I think this is a right uh, a step right into the right direction for WWE because WWE is in in the shitter. Yeah. And we could always reevaluate in a couple months and mm. see, you know, what's changed and what's not. Exactly. So, um, moving on. You brought up Seth Rollins, bro. Hey, man. Br- let's talk about it. Let, let let's definitely talk about. It. You brought up Seth Rollins, and man, I don't know if he had a Twitter breakdown. I don't know if Vince is chiming up in his ear. I don't know what it is, man. But man. I did, a, I did a post earlier this week on Lucha Outsiders Everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and I get his take. I get him defending his company. He did the right thing in many ways. He's he's a world champ, a universal champion, but still a world champ. Um, you know, t- the company he's worked for, getting criticized heavy, a lot of negative, more than positive. Um, and he's back in his company, but I think the way he handled it, was a mistake. He gets a congratulations. You played yourself for the direction he chose. And he kind of came off as a hypocrite too. So for those that have been living under a rock, this guy decided to put, put a tweet, which sounded a little bit trolly in many ways, saying that WWE is the best pro wrestling on the planet. And yeah. then he went to add on to that after the, the triple threat cruiserweight match from Stomping Ground, right? Mm-hmm. Which was, I think it's uh the the stadium, the I mean the arena is like a fifteen thousand seater something around there, and then we drew six thousand people. All right, okay, that's rough. Be- be- best pro wrestling on the planet, though. So, um, I guess you know Seth Rollins got tired of the criticism. He opened his mouth and, you know, he put out a tweet saying, you know, find someone that could do what he does, uh, that puts the amount of time he does, you know. And I'm I'm kind of you know changing a couple of words around, but pretty much this was the emphasis of the tweet. Right. Will Ospreay just tweeted him two words. I'm alive. That's it. That's it. Pretty. That's it. That's it. Nothing crazy. Not saying Seth Rollins garbage. He just said, I'm alive. Right. Pretty much saying I'm either equal to or I'm doing the same thing in many ways. Right. Right. Seth Rollins decided to be like, oh, you know, little guy. We have the better version of you and Ricochet, which is false. Don't get me wrong. Equally talented wise. Yes, they're both great in the ring. But Ricochet sounds Socially awkward when he cuts promos. William o- Will, Will Ospreay could cut promos, all right? So that's already a false narrative as it is. Agreed. Agreed. Okay? They go back and forth, and Seth Rollins instantly lost the argument when he brings up bank accounts. So not only do you try to belittle Will Ospreay, right, which in many ways he's ha- he's having the best year of his whole career, and he's right now probably top three wrestlers in the world, if not one. Okay, you lost the argument by bringing bank accounts. That was never part of the tweet originally. And the fact that you're trying to say little guy to Will Osprey, like you guys are almost the same height. Right. Best pro wrestling on the planet. You have two big behemoths fucking doing a tug of war on Monday Night Raw. What's wrong with you, Seth? And not only that, I think this is gonna hurt Seth in the long run. Because they're on Monday Night Raw, they're in Dallas. Dallas could be a smarky crowd. I would not be surprised if you hear a sprinkle of booze. 
and yeah. booing Becky. Because guess what? People are not a fan of this Becky and Seth Rollins storyline. No, it's trash. All right, let, let me just say what the what the friends of the show were saying. It says, imagine what Eric uh, could do with Captain Planet or Drew. Very good. And then uh, Ben Cliff says, I like Rollins, but after seeing some of his posts, very childish, made him look very money-driven, which isn't a good thing. Will Ospreay is equal to Ricochet in the ring, but Ospreay is a million times better than Ricochet on the mic. Uh, yes! Yes! Very good, Ben. Um, yes! He also called me out for forgetting RVD and Jerry Lynn, which, good point. Those guys were great in ECW. Yeah, those, were, those guys were great, but... And, and let's talk about Lance Storm and Rhino and all those other guys. Just incredible? Yeah, yeah. They, they had their good guys, but you think about some of those guys, man. Come on. Yeah. Let's think about it. Let's think about Roadkill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows how to shine shit and make it look great. So, um, but all due respect, ECW guys, I love you. Um, what I'll say about this uh, Seth Rollins thing is, at the end of the day, you got to draw money. It doesn't matter about how much money you're getting paid by a billion-dollar company. It's about how many asses you're putting in the seats. And what happened at the last pay-per-view shows you that you could talk your shit but at the end of the day it doesn't back up when the money and the numbers add up if you were that good you would draw attention to not only the ratings of monday night raw you would also draw the people to want to drive down to the arena pay good money and sit down and watch you wrestle and I love Seth Rollins. He's a great in-ring performer. Yep, me too. But let's call a spade a spade here. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk your shit, the money doesn't really add up because you're getting paid something that's already predetermined. And you got to put into account that you're on a huge platform and you're selling a new T-shirt every other month. All right? And I love you, Seth, but... Brother, you're not Hogan. You're not Austin. You're not putting those asses in seats like they are. And you're the <laughs> fucking champion. So he, calm the fuck down with the Twitter and all the confidence. He's there, not buddy. He's not meant for the Twitter world. And he, he, he literally played himself. I don't know if he had a, a mental breakdown. I, I don't know what it was. And then, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about Seth in a little bit. But, you know, you just mentioned um, the last pay-per-view, Stomping Grounds, right? Which, it it wasn't even a bad show. No, it was a great show. It, I enjoyed it. Okay. Maybe great is a little bit too far, but it was a good show. It was a good, you know. <laughs> I enjoyed it, it. I enjoyed most of it too, except the last two matches. All due respect to Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler. I don't know what was off about that match. Maybe because it was a cage, because they had a great match on SmackDown um, a couple days later. Um, didn't enjoy the cage match. I did enjoy the finish of that match. And man, that Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins match was oof. I didn't like it. I did not like it. Um, <laughs> I did not like the match, but the rest of the card was great. I thought. Match of the night was um, Ricochet and Samoa Joe. Yeah, I was very, um, very, very impressed. All right. Um, I w- the crowd was great, too, except when it came to the last two matches. Yeah, and they were hyped for Daniel Bryan, which I, I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you something, man. I came into this pay-per-view with doubts. I was kind of down on it, and I left, and I loved it. So, um, Man. When it comes to the thing is too, you you mentioned that he's champion, and I think with his universal title run right now, I think it's super underwhelming. Unlike Kofi, that's having a great title run. Yeah, man, I've 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 loved Kofi Kingston. Uh, his matches on SmackDown and Raw have been great, and 
I love his program with uh, this Ziggler guy, man. I, I love it, man. Love um, it. it reminds me with Seth Rollins. Like, it reminds me back, um, like, 96, 97. Um, 97, I mean, when Shawn Michaels was champion and WWE was in the shitter and WCW was kicking their ass. That's pretty much what it reminds me right now when it comes to Seth Rollins as champion. Like, he's putting, like, in many ways, he is the face of the company because he's a champion. But he has to go out there and defend his shit product. And all the focus right now is AEW and some of these other promotions that are doing really good stuff, you know? Yeah, I think he's sick of the negativity. Um, there's a lot of negativity out there. And that, and that, and that that's the, unfortunately, that's part of wrestling culture. Yeah. You know, wrestling fans feel entitled and stuff. And don't get me wrong, I understand Seth's point of view. He has to back his company. But... You know, trying to belittle a guy that is arguably one of the greatest wrestlers in the world right now, and it's prime right now, having one of the best years in his whole career. It's like, come on, dude, really? Like, you you came from the Indies, bro. Like, what what happened to you, man? Yeah. Ir- Iridian uh, from the Rest Friends is uh, with us. He said, Seth is great on Twitter. Uh-oh. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I love you guys, but come on. Seth Rollins is horrible on Twitter. He's not He's not Becky Lynch. He's not built for this Twitter game. You know what he, you know what he sounds like on Twitter? He wow. sounds like a desperate man, just like WWE is desperate by bringing The Undertaker back. It's desperation that Seth Rollins sounds like on Twitter. It did sound a bit insecure. I, if I were in his position, I probably would have took something. the high If road. you're going to belittle Wilson, Wilson, if I'm the world champ, I'm the man, all right? Not Becky Lynch. I'm the man. Right. World champ for the, the big dog, the, the, the big, the, the end-all, be-all, WWE, right? Right. Why am I worrying about Will Ospreay? If, if if New Japan is underneath me, right? Yeah. And then the fact that you're going to compare bank accounts and call this guy a little guy, knowing that you're the same height. Listen, Seth Rollins, you're my guy. I love Seth Rollins. Hey, I have blonde hair like Seth Rollins at one point. Right, right. right? I remember that. Seth Rollins is my guy. I love Seth. He's not built for this Twitter game. Check this out, fam. You lost, bro. You <laughs> came off sounding like a desperate little kid. That's what he sounded like. And on top of all that, forget about the Twitter shit. Then he jumps on a podcast, right? Right. And then he's attack, you know, t- talking about John Moxley took his ball, and went home. John Moxley finished his contract. He he finished his contract obligations. He didn't he didn't do what CM Punk did. He didn't run off on his contract. Yeah. He didn't like where the product was going. He didn't like how he's being produced. Listen, not everybody gets the opportunity to call their own shots in the WWE. WWE is notorious for picking and choosing. You can do what you want. You can do whatever you want to do. I trust you. Apparently, they didn't have that trust on Ambrose, on John Moxley. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to take my talent, finish this shit up with WWE, and go somewhere else. And guess what? Moxley right now, in the last two months, is the hottest he's ever been. Probably ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, I think I think Seth is probably just a little upset um, because of maybe what Moxie said on the Jericho podcast. Um, he's defending the place that he works, and you know he's worked so hard to get to where he's at, 
and uh, he's probably sick of the you know the negativity and people talking down and it's no excuse but i could understand getting to that breaking point and, and like, <laughs> i think he's having everybody. yo he's having a mental breakdown Dude, so let me ask you this question right. cuz i'm really curious on what's going to happen on monday night raw like his reaction do you th- cuz a lot of people have been like like damn seth really fam so like do you think not the majority but do you think you're going to hear a sprinkle of booze yeah when it comes to absolutely seth? i mean you said it Dallas is a bit of a smarky crowd. It's nothing, It can be at times. It can yeah, be. It, it's nothing like uh, Chicago or uh, New, York New York or, or Philly, Philly or mm-hmm. e- even some of the Canada or, or, or Baston, England or, you know, um, but because Will Ospreay is beloved by the IWC. You got smart marks everywhere, especially. I mean, if you're over 16 years old and you watch WWE. You're reading the dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. So depending on where some people's um, opinions lie on this matter, you might definitely hear some booze. It was very <laughs> much it was very much a heel move. I was surprised. I was it, like, and, He's it a would, baby and, and listen, if he was a heel, right? It if you it would make perfect sense. I wouldn't we if he was a heel, we wouldn't be shitting on it right now. I'd be like, yo, this is great. This is great troll work from Seth Rollins. And also on the flip side of that, you know, credit to Seth Rollins. Attempting, attempting, because he didn't do it, but attempting to belittle Will Ospreay, it rose Will Ospreay's stock. Because mm. more attention now on Will Ospreay for the for the casual fans, like who the hell is this Will Ospreay? Character? He dropped like uh, three or four shirts recently, and they're all like a play on Seth's shirts, which are pretty funny. Exactly, and at the end of the day, we know Seth Rollins caught the L this week. It didn't look good for him um, at all, and it's funny because other people in the wrestling uh, world also jumped in. I know. Uh, Joey Janela put out there in typical Joey Janela fashion saying, like, you know, since everybody's talking about numbers, I slept with more women than Will Ospreay and Seth Rollins put together, which is a typical uh, Joey Janela. I know um, Austin Aries jumped in and talked about how um, he made the comparison to, uh, with cooks in the kitchen um, comparison, how people are trying to say they're chefs or whatever, but they're like, it, it's some some comparison. Like it was like all, a line cook. Yeah, yeah. He, he, chef. Uh, just Austin because. Aries jumped in, and then I think Jordan Grace, also from uh, Impact Wrestling, incredible talent, she jumped in and said, "Like, so is everybody done arguing with something that's already uh, pre uh, predetermined? Is everybody like done arguing? Like, she <laughs> she, she she put out something like that or whatever." So um, now that's a troll right there. Yeah. So I, like that, I mean, I think this wasn't a good look for Seth at all. I love Seth. He, he he's a great talent. He's a great in ring competitor. Another thing, somebody put a tweet of like. All the wrestlers that isn't Will Ospreay that are better than Seth Rollins, and apparently Daniel Bryan liked the tweet. Oh wow! Yeah. So, um, man, wrestling Twitter's just been a mess out here, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll second that. Daniel Bryan's probably my, one of my favorite wrestlers. And you know what's funny? Daniel Bryan's name was actually on that list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Daniel Bryan's great, man, and he's evolved in the WWE. So, you, you know, I you know, we can't talk so much shit about the WWE because you see guys that have evolved and gotten and, better and, while and, they were and listen there. as much as we criticize wwe and stuff when wwe's good we give them their their props and and we talk great about them like obviously the kofi story we we we've given high praise you know yeah, and this year's wrestlemania you know was one of the better ones they finally gave us a good wrestlemania after so many question more trash ones you know absolutely, absolutely so when they do stuff correctly they they we praise them but let's be honest here their product is shit their product is shit. 
Yeah, man. Um, do you think? Hopefully, with, get better. Though. Do you think with the Seth Rollins situation, with some of the backlash that Seth Rollins could possibly get, because we don't know yet, we gotta wait. Do you think this might affect Becky Lynch? Absolutely, absolutely. I I was not a fan of them. Um, Revealing their relationship. Me either. I thought it was over, and it's. I don't think it was them. I. The, they revealed it on their. Listen, I'm. Not, I'm not. I'm not against them revealing themselves. Like, hey, we're a couple. The fact that WWE's promoting this, like, oh, when they're right. at the at the movie awards, being together, like, who cares? I don't need to see them. The fact the little segments backstage when they're looking at each other, passing by and having a conversation. I don't need to see that, I, and I definitely don't need to see this fucking story. Where they're tagging all of a sudden and they're gonna defending their titles against Baron Corbin and and what's her face? I always forget her name. Um, Lacey Evans. La- Yo, I always forget her name. That's how much I don't give a shit about this feud. And the thing is, nobody cares about these two feuds. So what? What does they? What do they decide to do? Let's put them together. Let's put them together. Mm. Nobody cares about this feud. No one does. And this is not. A, this is nothing against Baron Corbin because I like Baron Corbin. I do like him. I don't like how he wrestles, um, his gimmick that he wrestles in because he looks like a waiter. Right, right. I don't like that, and I don't like the fact that they continue this story with him and Seth that nobody gives a shit about. And then you got Lacey Evans over here. Listen, the crowd was hot for their match, but their match wasn't good because she botched a shit ton of shit in that match. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the match I would probably say I wasn't very uh, hype about. I remember watching it sitting down and going oh my god here we go because i i was already in like a negative headspace about the show but then like i said it, it got a lot better uh as the show progressed but man yeah that 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 match was full of botches and that was all lacy so um going back to what you said will it affect becky i'm worried to see what's going to happen when they break up because i don't know if this is going to be a marriage like they just got out break up in story or break up like in in a shoot in a shoot you think they're gonna break up in a shoot uh it could happen i mean you think about it you think about it i mean they're on the road so many times you know what i mean Uh, what happens when vince decides to shake things up and and brings uh seth on the smackdown i guess we gotta wait and see um I, i i you know what I love Becky Lynch, but man, since she's won this title, she's won both titles and then dropped one, man, I have to honestly say this this run has been underwhelming for yeah. her. The love don't look like the Charlotte Andrade love. Let's just say that. Yeah. yeah. Also, it, it um, almost Al- looks forced. Also, Aleister Black and Selena Vega. Yeah. They, they, you know, they're, um, their love is blooming. You know, Selena Vega loves her some Aleister Black. I don't know. There's something about the Seth Rollins Becky Lynch relationship that just. You know what? You're not the first person that I've heard that from. Yeah, it screams forced. Why? Why? Why do? I don't see it like that. But at the same time, I do find something odd about it. But I can't point my finger on it. But I wouldn't necessarily say it feels forced. There's something about it that that makes me go like, really? It feels. It feels like it's a temporary thing. That's what I'm saying. It does. It doesn't have that same feel. Like you see the way. Charlotte and does it Andrade. feel does it minus the um minus the what you call it minus the um, the controversy right because they don't I guess they don't they don't they don't have controversy at all does the 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 Becky Lynch and Seth feel like a fling just like yeah. The- 
like Edge and Lita? Yeah, man. I mean, let's think about Seth Rollins, what he was famous for a couple years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Cheating on mm-hmm. his wife, sending that dick pic, all that shit, man. So, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if he's ready to settle down. You know what I mean? And they're not very lovely, w. And like some couples aren't. You know what I mean? And teach their own, and that's their business. And you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I wish them the best, but it just, it just doesn't come off genuine to me. It just, it's like, you know, I don't know. I guess we gotta wait until see. Um, yeah, like I said, wish them the best, but it just—it's kind of cringeworthy when I see it on Raw, and you know, it doesn't do any. I don't—I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. Something's up with it. Something's up with it. Um, you know, we talked about um, the Ron's controversy, and then another controversy came out also this week. Not controversy, but it just was like, what the fuck is going on here? So they well, we know what's going on here, but it's funny that they made this announcement before the AEW show Fighter Fest is happening today, uh, tonight. They announced that the tenth anniversary Evolve show is going to go head to head with Fight for the Fallen, and that Evolve is going to be on the WWE Network. Yeah, man, this made wrestling Twitter go crazy too. We saw Kenny Omega, you know, uh, put out not a controversial tweet, but it definitely a tweet that makes you like, he's got a point. Yeah, he's got a point. Yeah. It's uh, it's you know what this. Week, I like it. I, yeah, of course, because you've been all about this war stuff. <laughs> yeah. You've been all about this war stuff. Let the war begin. Um, but I think this week we definitely got that there definitely is a war that yeah. WWE feels threatened. They're they're feeling the them pressure. getting. They're feeling the pressure. They get feeling the heat. They're feeling it. They're feeling like it. it. And we all know, and now, and listen, this is not hating on WWE, but. I want to watch Fight for the Fall and then watch the Evolve show. You know, like I want to support. If certain things go right, and I, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But if certain things go right, we might have to go to that show. Oh, but man, AW man. <laughs> Yo, but being live, like that'd be dope too. Man, fuck WWE. They Yo, don't need right our down the street. Money. They don't right. need our money, man. We'll talk about that yeah. off there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, yeah, yeah I don't know what Leo's doing. He, he, he fucked up. <laughs> Anyways, um, so they're gonna go. They're definitely gonna go head to head, just like they're gonna go head to head. Well, not head to head. Head to head of Jace. Um, for um, all out. Yeah, I know the the live broke. So for people that listen to the podcast version, this is not gonna affect you guys. But we we you know we're, we're off Facebook. But let's continue. Right, right. Um, we established that there's a war happening. Everybody's beefing with each other. People are saying that certain places are minor leagues. I say the opposite. I think this week solidified that WWE might be, when it comes to money, the end-all be-all, if you want to say that, when it comes to the mainstream success. Right. But the major leagues, you have WWE, you have New Japan, and AEW when it comes to the major leagues. Those are the major leagues of wrestling. Now, the second tier, that second tier is Impact. Ring of Honor, which I'm going to talk about Ring of Honor. could happen in five years. You know, yeah. I can't say that. You know, I think about the, the triple threat match he had last year's WrestleMania when he won the IC title against uh, Finn and Miz, you know? One that stands out to me is the triple threat he had At, with Cena and, and Brock, Brock Lesnar. I was there live, man. That triple threat match was incredible. And another match, now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm really thinking about it, he wrestled Cena at SummerSlam. Oh, U.S. title versus world title. Right. You know what other match um, stands out for me and Seth, too? Uh, and for those that are on Facebook, we're back. Um, Leo fucked up, so blame Leo. <laughs> um, 
one match, when we're talking about Seth Rollins here, uh, we're talking about some of the matches that stood out for Seth Rollins. You know what match stood out for me for him and Seth? Um, his first original feud with Dean Ambrose in WWE. They made a lumberjack match. To me, lumberjack matches are boring. They I hate made lumberjack a lumberjack But I hate lumberjack matches too. But that lumberjack match he had with Dean Ambrose was amazing. Um, he had a ladder match with Dean Ambrose also for the world title. Um, that th those three matches, um, that he had with Seth Rollins with Ambrose and Rollins were great when they first started feuding with each other. When Seth Rollins turned, okay, those matches that summer, that summer of Rollins, right. he when he won Money in the Bank, those series of matches were amazing. Okay, okay. So he's got his standout matches. Okay. I had to be reminded. Sometimes, you know what it is, too, because we're such wrestling marks. We get so much content in our brains. Sometimes we forget a lot of great matches. You know what it is? I don't remember a lot of the recent stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just happened. And I can recall stuff that happened in the 90s like that. Well, you mentioned the 90s, right? So let's take it back. Today, uh, today uh, this past Monday Night Raw... We saw the return of The Undertaker again. Um, let's hear your thoughts, bro. Man, I popped. I did. I was super excited. You weren't that hype on it, man. I, I texted I, you. I'm, that's why I'm letting you yeah. talk, and I want to hear your, you, you know. I, I was like, yo, yo, watching this? And, uh, man, I was excited. Taker looked great, but he had the bald spot in the back of the head, man. Under Fraser. <laughs> man, I, I'm excited for Undertaker. Um I think it would have meant more if we didn't see him wrestle uh, against Goldberg, but he's looking like he's got something to prove. Um, they're booking him correctly in a tag match. Um, does it mean much? Not so much, but man, I was a great surprise. No! 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 Uh, let's see. I hope he has a great match at extreme rules. Um, I feel like it might be a move to jump the needle when it comes to ratings because people will start jumping on Facebook and Twitter going, oh, shit, Undertaker uh, just returned. And then people start changing the channel and going, oh, no, what did I miss? And then it makes you want to tune in the next week and go, oh, man, anything can happen. I should have not, not uh, been watching, you know, uh, reruns of Game of Thrones or whatever the hell you were, you know, watching instead of watching... <laughs> <laughs> WWE. I what? love Sam so much because he's so positive, man. And I'm gonna come in hot. Yo, man, I, I was excited. I like I said, I think that they might be just trying to move some tickets the, too. The innocence of Sammy Suplex. The hey, innocence. I, I still am a fan sometimes, man. I, I I'm not super uh, super jaded on it, man. I I I was excited. But let's go. Let's go with the. <laughs> let's go with the heat, man. Go ahead. Let's go with the heat, Because you know I like pissing people off. Let me tell you something. First, let me. Put it on record, Undertaker is one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, and he's still one of my favorite of all time, man. I love Undertaker. So I don't want people to think like, oh, you're hating Undertaker. No, it's not that. I love him. Man, you know how, what this, was it unexpected? Yes. Him returning on Monday night was unexpected. I'll be lying to you if I said the shit wasn't unexpected, was expected. I'll be lying to you. So I'm not going to sit, sit here and say that. It was unexpected. I was like, oh, shit, the Undertaker. Here's my issue, and here's my problem. How many times have we seen these Undertaker returns? They become so frequent. So when he does return, it means nothing. We just seen him at fucking um, Super Showdown, um, Money in the Bank three, Money in the Sand three. We just seen the guy. They br the WWE continuously brings back the Undertaker, and a majority of the time is for meaningless shit like this. This is a few that nobody gives a two shits about, and it's like. 
why is Taker helping Roman if Roman beat this guy at, at WrestleMania? Oh, for respect. Okay, fine. I get respect, it. Man. Respect. Yeah, whatever. Respect. Cool. Whatever. But do we care? I don't care. You know why I don't care? Because this feud means nothing. There's no gas behind this fucking feud. As much as I love Shane McMahon's stable that he's building with the Revival and Drew, um, I was going to call him Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre and Elias, I like the stable. But guess what? Check this out, fam. I don't need to be seeing Shane McMahon like five different fucking segments on each fucking show. Don't need to be seeing that. Sorry. Don't need to be seeing that. This feud means nothing. This tag match means nothing. And quite honestly, as much as I love Undertaker, I know I don't need to be seeing him wrestle anymore. Now, there's rumors going around that Drew McIntyre is supposedly Undertaker's handpicked opponent that he wants for WrestleMania 36, which might be his last match. I might be cool with that because that's a year from now. But after this tag match, I don't need to be seeing Undertaker on my fucking TV. You know why? Because you, you guys are watering him down, and the fact they can't go in the ring anymore, it's kind of ruining his legacy, man. It's ruining it. I'm calling a spade a spade. I can't sit here and be like, oh, my God, it's the Undertaker. You know why? Because I've seen it 1,500 fucking times already. You guys are bringing the Undertaker back for meaningless shit. And I'm sorry, this extreme rules that's in fucking Philly, guess what? It should be called regular rules because you got two meaningless fucking tag matches that nobody gives a shit about. Damn! God damn. Just calling a spade a spade, man. Just calling it. I, I don't like the um the mixed tag match, but I, I'm excited for, for the tag match. It, That's why it, you're the optimistic it, one, it, the positive one of the show. almost makes me want to drive down the, to the Wells Fargo Center and sit there and just watch The Undertaker's uh, entrance one last well, time. Well, listen, I might I might be with you on the Evolve 10th anniversary show. I might, I might be with you on that. Might be. That doesn't mean I'm down to go. But that Extreme Rules shit, they better... Give me something extreme for me to even consider going to that fucking show. Man, they ain't going to give us nothing extreme, man. Exactly. The man. most extreme thing we're going to see is uh, the fire from Undertaker's. If, if they even give him Nah, he fire. ain't getting no damn fire. <laughs> they ain't getting no damn fire. Hey, man. Listen, man, They I, and this is not a knock on Taker, man, because I love him. I love Undertaker, man. But they let's be honest here. Let's call a spade a spade. He is. It's been horrible, man. They bring him back for these stupid things. You know what? You know what? Hmm. Forget, forget about his recent years. Okay. He came back uh, uh, to to confront lies that Monday Night Raw after Mania. Dope, fucking dope segment. Right. He looked great. Cause guess what? It was just a choke slam and tombstone. That's it. He was out of here. That was great. You know how much more that would have meant. Th what happened this Monday Night Raw if we wouldn't have seen him since that day? You know what might happen is Elias gets involved in the tag match. And well, then it brings it all back around. Yeah, but you know what? I'm still not going to be invested in it because we just seen him had a horrible fucking match and Money in the Sand 3. Hey, he's trying to he's trying to get his, uh, his mojo back. Yo, they bring him back for meaningless shit, man. And how many times are we going to see this with Taker? I don't know, man. Uh, probably not too much longer. I don't, I don't think he's... How long he re-signed a contract? <laughs> he re-signed a contract and it's kind of long, isn't it? It's like three years or something. So we might actually see this for a couple more times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, it, it, that's just how I feel. But I know you're Mister Optimistic, you're Mister Positive, and listen, I'm not. I'm knocking people that that popped for seeing the Taker on Monday. Listen, Undertaker's Undertaker. He's a legend. But for for me, me viewing everything full circle. 
Was it unexpected? Yes, but I, it, it, it did nothing for me because I've seen Taker return so many fucking times for meaningless shit, and this is a meaningless tag match. Just saying. Just calling a spade a spade, man. And you know, what is this feud? What What is this feud? Uh, Roman continue getting screwed, and Undertaker has to make this grand. It's a desperation move from WWE, like you said, to get ticket sales up and to draw a fucking rating. Just as like desperation from Seth Rollins fucking tweeting out that bullshit that, and then he ends up catching an L. That's what it is. It's desperation from the WWE because they're feeling the hands and feet from all these other fucking companies. Call me a mark, but it, it makes me want to go down there and watch the match. But here's my thing. I'm going to hold off and I'm going to wait to get those uh, stomping ground ticket prices. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know how many tickets they've sold already, but I'm hoping that they they do a two-for-one deal so I can bring my whole family. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. Hopefully the show won't be too extreme for your family. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Never that. All right. Then enough of the enough of the WWE bashing before it be like, oh, you guys are just bashing the WWE. Let's bash another company. You ready for that? Uh-oh. Uh, let's bash Ring of Honor. Uh-oh. Because last night they had a pay-per-view. And guess what? I can get a congratulation because I watched the shit. How much ever money? Like twenty five bucks. 25? It was, uh, I believe, thirty five bucks. Nice. And I watched. I didn't even watch it live. I watched it on replay because I got out of work or, or late. Okay. So I was like, you know what? Ring of Honor's not that great, but you know what? I love supporting the the the, the mom and pop shops of the world. You know, and Ring, you and while they're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, they're loaded with money, but they're still like underneath the WWE and underneath Japan and underneath AEW. Right. So right. I was like, you know, and they, and they they're not doing too much great shit. So I was like, you know what? Let me order the paper. Let me throw them a couple dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do I regret it? Hmm, maybe questionable. Maybe my, one of my questionable decisions I did this year. You know what? The show wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And let's start off with some of the, you know, people are talking about WWE's audience and, and the, the crowds they're drawing. Yo, man, they were at the um, U.S. Baltimore, something. Right? Yeah, they were in Baltimore and they were at um, some event center. It's a little small arena. Yo, man, there's a lot of empty seats in there, man. And I remember a year ago when they were going to um, that uh, that uh, venue and they were drawing out pack houses. You know, granted, you still had the Elite, the Bullet Club, all that good stuff. And yo, man, WWE, I mean WWE, Ring of Honor, they ain't looking good, man. Um, but before we get into some of the negatives, um, th- let me touch on some positive things. So... Eli Drake, um, you know, he got released from Impact Wrestling. Well, he was granted his release from Impact Wrestling. And he shows up at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. He's going to tag with Nick Aldis versus the Briscoes. That match was pretty good. Um, Eli Drake, very questionable. Not that he showed up at the Ring of Honor show, but he's actually not signed with Ring of Honor. He signed with the NWA. And people are questioning, like, wow, why he signed with the NWA? You know, they're in bed with Ring of Honor. We know that. But NWA doesn't have no TV show. They, they have a YouTube series. They, they get involved with other companies like a Ring of Honor. Very questionable um, decision that uh, Eli Drake decided to do. Because the dude has a ton of charisma. He's, he's average in the ring. Not bad, but not like a Will Ospreay or anything like that. But it was very questionable that Eli Drake decided to uh, join the NWA. Um, but, hey, man, I think... He dabbles not only in wrestling. I know he's trying to pursue a, a career in acting as well. He's also um, he's involved with, with um, I think, Wall Street and other stuff. So maybe NW w- works for him, you know, because he doesn't have to focus so much time in wrestling. Chris Brown's got a question for you. What's up? He says, okay, Mario, let me ask you this. Between Ring of Honor and Impact, which has a more bleak future based on how its current product is being run. Um... 
Impact Wrestling right now has a better in-ring product. You got to understand that Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. They're loaded with money. So it all depends when the backer, the owner, Sinclair Broadcasting, be like, you know what? Check enough's this out, enough. fam. Enough's enough. We're not really making a profit out of here. I think we're going to sell this shit. So that, that you know, in-ring-wise, Impact Wrestling. When it comes to money-wise, Ring of Honor has the, the, the bigger financial backer, if you will. Um, so Eli Drake uh, signed with NWA. Um, he ended up uh, tagging with Nick Aldis late on in the night. Uh, Maria Manic, uh, a female wrestler, she's built like a fucking horse. She looks like a, a, a the new version of China. Damn yeah, it, she got that crazy tattoo. Yeah, called Man Eater. Yeah, it uh, says Man Eater. Man, she uh, destra- you know she confronted the the allure. Yeah. Um, after their match, and they decided to escape, escape out of the ring, and then all these like uh security guy security came into the ring, and Maria Manic. Gave him the business, like destroyed all of them. I saw that she actually reposted. Uh, yeah, man, she showed. Yeah, she she showed the Yeah, she showed the Lucha outsider some love. Um, one, uh, I think the match of the night that that definitely was amazing was Kenny King and Jay Lethal. Man, these two tore it up. Um, great talents, man. Um, you know, not not to be uh, uh biased here, but I kind of feel for Jay Lethal for the simple fact that it's like. He's such a great talent. I, you know, he could be doing better things and and elsewhere. Um, I know he signed a new contract, I believe, uh, uh, last year. So I'm I'm not really sure uh, when his uh, contract is up. But you know, I hope that you know he definitely explores his options after his uh, Ring of Honor deal is up. If Ring of Honor doesn't change your things, yeah, man, a- absolutely. Um, do you think going back to the Eli Drake thing? Do you think that? He signed with them because maybe down the line he will get a shot at Nick Aldis and maybe wear that NWA championship. Maybe uh, we can see that. Maybe, you know, he's a former Impact World Champion. Uh, I could definitely see him as the NWA uh, uh, champion. You know, it's funny touching on that match uh, between the Briscoes and um, Eli Drake and Nick Aldis because they're doing this whole Ring of Honor versus NWA gimmick. Right. So, um, Cole Cabana is their nor- uh, their national champion, but he's injured right now. He was originally going to be Nick Aldis' partner. Okay. Okay? So what ends up happening is, um, since Cabana's injured, he was doing commentary. He did commentary the whole night because he does color for Ring of Honor. And guess who joined him on commentary? Who? James Storm. Oh, that's really cool. So James Storm has been dabbling with NWA recently, so it looks like he's going to be also doing business Ring of Honor, which is dope. He was on commentary. He, um, him and Cole were having a back and forth, saying like, "Oh, uh, you know, um, Nick Aldis made the save for Colt when the Briscoes attacked him." So they were having a back and forth, and then later on, the match ended in a no DQ because while Eli Drake was fighting off, I believe, um, not Mark Briscoe, I think it was Jay Briscoe. Somehow, James Storm got involved, and then James Storm and, and uh, Eli Drake started going at it. So, um, you know, NWA starting to build their their, their yeah, momentum and stuff, which that. which is interesting. Which it might actually, I, I think, this NWA Ring of Honor partnership is that they're benefiting off each other because you know they're not necessarily in the up and up, if you will. Right, right. They're not in that upper echelon of of companies. There, man. I I like. Uh, the NWA's uh, stuff, man. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, Dave Lagana produces the, yeah, the, the I, stuff. Yeah, I enjoy it. So you know, if, a lot of great storytelling. If ROH can benefit from what NWA is doing, that's great. 
You know what I mean? Um, our boy Roosh won. Yeah, uh, Roosh, um, Roosh defeated um, Flip Gordon, and um, it's funny. It's very, very funny because then later on in the night, we had Villain Enterprises defend their six-man tag titles right. against uh, the the remaining members of Lifeblood. Because <laughs> Juice Robinson doesn't want to even deal with Ring of Honor anymore. But um, Villain Enterprises won. They have new custom-made belts now. Yeah, I they, saw they that. look pretty cool. Um, and after they won, uh, Bubba Ray came out, which I don't know why I'm seeing Bubba Ray in my TV in 2019 and came to attack. Um, no, let's rewind back. These two new dudes came up. These two dudes were dreadlocks. I can't think of their names right now, but they, they, they look good though. They look good. They attack lifeblood. Then Bandito came out to make the save. Then Bully Ray came out. And then Flip Gordon came out to make the save, right? Okay. And Lifeblood offered Flip Gordon a spot in Lifeblood, which is a staple that nobody gives a shit about. Right. Flip Gordon put on the shirt, and then the the, the lights went out. Then Marty showed up on the screen, sort of kind of when um, Kenny Omega introduced Marty Scroll into the Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. And he introduced Flip Gordon to Villain Enterprise, which to me... I get the Marty and Flip connection. That's a weird look. But it's just completely out of left field. Yeah, Flip is like All-American boy. Yeah, I know. So, uh, White meat baby It's face. a questionable um, decision from Ring of Honor, but literally almost everything they're doing is questionable. But let's talk about the main event because I have my thoughts, which is going to relate with the, with the state of Ring of Honor. So you have world champion Matt Taven. You know, from the kingdom defending the world championship against Jeff Cobb. They had a ten minute match. Jeff Cobb has not um um he's had a lot of momentum. And Matt Taven pinned them clean. They only had a ten minute match though. Um hmm. you know, Matt Taven's a great talent. He's a good wrestler. But uh, how was the match? You know Was it one of those Ring of Honor classics? Absolutely not. For Absolute. ten, 10 minutes, that does sound kind of short for yeah, the Ring of Honor it, it wasn't, match. you know, it, the pay-per-view ended like a fart in church. Like, a no surprise, no nothing. And, you know, I think we need to move on to Matt Taven experiment now. You know, he's gotten the world championship. He won it at MSG. And, you know, with the, with the houses they're drawing and stuff, I think it's time they need to make a change. Um, He's scheduled to defend the world title to Jay Lethal in um, Mahan Mayhem. I'm considering going to that. I'm going to wait till like, last minute to buy tickets. Um, I think it's time that Matt Taven drops the world title back to Lethal, and then Lethal builds a new star or a new champion, if you will, because they do have stars in, in Ring of Honor, but we need to put them in, in those spots like a Roosh, like a Bandito, like Marty Scroll finally getting his fucking world title already because it's like, come on, man. Like, that's... That, if Marty Scroll does not get the world title and and then his contract is up and doesn't resign, that'll be the tr- the the biggest congratulations Ring of Honor gets cuz you have the star right there. He should have been world champion already. As much as I respect Matt Taven, look at the house house uh, Ring of Honor is drawing. This Matt Taven experiment is not working anymore. He needs to go back to the mid car. He should be the guy maybe challenging a world champion. He should but Nah, man. This world title run is not working for Matt Taven. All due respect to him. I think he's a good talent. I think um, he's a great heel. He, 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 he knows how to play this heel character. But look at the houses you guys are drawing. Like, it's not working. This Matt not Taven experience is not working. 
have Jay Lethal become world champion again so he could build a new star in Roosh, Bandito, Marty Scroll. Like, come on, man. What are you guys fucking doing? What was I going to say? You know what? I, I compare the Matt Taven um, world title uh, championship win to Jinder. And I'm going I'm to explain to you the comparisons right now. Oh, okay. Jinder Mahal, when he was a world champion, I think it was the right move to do. Because it added credibility to, to Jinder Mahal. It, right. it, 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 it Created a new star. And it, it rose his, his stock. Absolutely. All right? Resigned five years. And he's injured, unfortunately. And, and I like Jinder. The problem with Jinder Mahal's world title championship run is that it lasted too long. He should have dropped the title to Nakamura at SummerSlam. That was the perfect time for him to drop the title. His title run lasted too long. Okay. I, I could agree with that. It lasted too fucking long. Now, granted, we ended up seeing AJ Styles winning the title, right? Which was great. Right. But um, his championship run overstayed his welcome on Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was like, all right, let's get through it. We had a meaningless feud with Randy Orton with the with the with the what was the stupid gimmick with the with the with the wooden cage? What was that shit? The Punjabi prison match. Punjabi prison. Yeah, we got that. St- we, Greg Kali. And that was actually that that pay per view was in I Philly too. Kali. That pay per view was in Philly too. I missed that one. Um, you didn't miss anything, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that pay per view was atrocious. Um, we it, the championship run for for uh, Jinder Mahal. Overstayed his welcome, and the experiment was already over. Let's move on. Let's get the title off of him. Right. That's the same comparison I could say about Matt Taven. He got his moment at MSG. The crowd was pissed off, rightfully so, because he's the heel. He had a couple title defenses. Let's let's get the. I think he should have. He didn't drop it to Jeff Cobb yesterday. Jeff Cobb has some steam behind him. People are supporting Absolutely, Jeff Cobb. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking star. We could have gotten Jeff Cobb and Jay Lethal at Manhattan Mayhem for a fucking New York crowd. That would have been great, a great main event. Yeah. You know? We didn't get... Into, he beats Jeff Cobb in 10 minutes? Come on, fam. What I think ROH is missing is that in-ring product that we we used to get back in the day where you get like a 30-minute match. You know what I mean? Like one of those ROH classics. I don't. I haven't seen one in a, in a while. Even at even at the G one Supercard, none of those matches. Well, that were, was a New Japan show. Let's be yeah, honest. none of those matches on the ROH side really stood out to me. You know, and all due respect to Matt Taven, I've talked about it a couple of times. Uh, the pay per view before the G one Supercard, I think it was the, their anniversary show. Um, Jay Lethal and Matt Taven put on a classic. They put a sixty minute Broadway, and yeah, it's not. I remember you were talking about. They it's not Taven's over. talent. Taven could work, but this world title, world championship run that he's having, it's not working anymore. Let let yo Doesn't come ha- on. Let's 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 get it out of here. Let's 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 move on. Let's move on to the next. Doesn't have it. Doesn't have it. Have him drop the title to Jay Lethal at New York, and then Jay Lethal could drop it to a new star and and give like a guy like Roosh. Yo, this dude for a dude that doesn't speak English has full of charisma. Sort of like Shinsuke Nakamura having full of charisma and didn't have to fucking say a word. I agree. Put the title on a guy like Roosh Bandito, or give it a Marty Scroll that's more than deserving. Yeah. Come on, man. This Matt Taven shit's not working. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Because you're not drawing houses and your product is questionable. Right. Right. Oh, well. So what else do we got on the list of Mario? Let's talk about something more positive. Let's talk about AEW's Fighter Fest, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening tonight. tonight. Uh, It's going to be a free show on the, the BR Live app. The subscription is free. The only time you spend money on the BR Live 
app is obviously when you buy like a pay-per-view or something, something that you have to purchase. Right. But um, it's a free subscription for you, those like, oh, but it's subscription-based. It's a free subscription. Relax. You know, do your fucking research, right? Stop being a little fucking WWE mark. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought I thought that th- it was a way for us to get like tricked into the subscription. No. And then like next month, if I forget to cancel it, they're going to hit my account. So no, the sub- subscription is free and all I have to do if I want to pay money to watch a pay-per-view is click on the yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah, and then they'll ask you for like your credit card. fight. Yeah, fight you TV. ask for your credit card information and stuff like that. Right. It's, a, it's a free show, so relax. All right. You gotta pay. It's a free subscription, guys. Relax, okay? <laughs> all right, that's great to know. Uh, I thought you knew this. No, I did not know this. And will I be able to watch it? Now, I, I'm working tonight at, at my real job. You could watch it on your phone. Well, I'm not going to watch it at work, but um, let's just say this. If I want to watch it in the morning when I get out oh, of Oh, yeah. Work, well, it should be on demand. It should it'll be, be on, on demand? It should be on demand, yeah. Because it's okay. a fr- I don't. I don't see it. Because I'm not, I'm not going to watch it live. I'm going to watch it on demand. Okay. Yeah, so um, I'll, be, I'll be watching it tomorrow morning, actually. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, let's go down to a couple of matches. I'm not gonna, I don't want to go through everything, but let's go down to a couple of matches. Um, we have the SEU versus the Best Friends versus Private Party. Private Party is um, from House of Glory. Okay. They actually signed with the AEW. That's going to be part of the buy-in, the pre-show. So pretty much um, the winners will earn a shot at All Out for the first-round buy for the World Tag Team Champion Tournament. Who you got for this match? Oh. Hmm. I'm going to go with SEU. Yeah. Yeah, they won at the last... You know, pay-per-view, and they say wins and losses matter. I feel like they're going to be pushing SCU. Although, I don't think Christopher Daniels will win later, but we'll get to that. Cool. Um, we got a, a four-way. I'm not going to go through every match, by the way. Um, we got a four-way. We got Hangman Page, MJF, Jimmy Havoc, and Jungle Boy in a four-way. I'm going with my man, MJF, man. I think he needs a win, bro. I'm going with Jungle Boy. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, even though I'm not crazy about the kid's look. Come on, man. He looks, he looks too young. I mean, he is young. I don't know. But what am I going to I don't want to be too negative. I'm going with Jungle Boy uh, because I feel like the company uh, sees something in, in him. I feel like they're going to be pushing him as, as a star. Okay. Okay. Um, Cody Rhodes or Darby Allen. Um, if you guys have been watching um, some of their YouTube stuff, um, Darby Allen's promos have been good. Uh, the, the vignettes have been good. Um, you know... This is a rough one for me because it's like, you know, do we put the young kid over or do we continue this momentum with Cody? I'm going to go with Darby Allen on this yeah. one. I think Darby Allen's going to pull an upset here. Yeah, I think that that's the direction they should go because Cody shouldn't be uh, Triple H in people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, what did I just pick that up for? <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage, bro. Don't worry. There's nothing in here. Um uh, uh, another match. Uh, these are the top two matches right here. We got a, a six-man tag. We got Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. Man, um, I have mixed feelings about this match because I could pull up an argument why why either team should win here, right? I gotta go with the Lucha Brothers, man. I will say gotta that. gotta get their win back. But then it's fifty-fifty booking. Exactly, and I feel like ah. I feel like. The Young Bucks should, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega should win here, right? right? They should win for them to do the job to the Rhodes brothers at Fight for the Fallen. Hmm, makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kenny Omega lost on the last pay per view. And also, the Lucha Brothers just won the AAA tax straps at um at their AAA show recently. Right, right. 
And they'll definitely make mention of that. And I feel like also, you know, at the end of the day, whether the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid loses it or not, Laredo Kid's already, like, he was just an impact this week, and now he's going to get shined here in AEW cause due to their partnership with AAA. So, um, I mean, regardless if they do the job, Laredo Kid is still going to shine regardless because it's a new, fresh face. Let me tell you something. I've never even seen this kid before. He's good, man. He's really, really good. Never even seen him before. He, he's, um, he has uh, similarities to uh, Ray Phoenix. Okay. So he's good. He's good. That's that's great to hear. A match that they've been plugging the shit out of um, their YouTube series and all over social media, which now it's an unsanctioned match. No rules, no DQs. It's Joey Janela and John Moxley. Man, I got... um, I don't know why, but I, I'm going to go with Joey Janela, and I would not be surprised if Kenny Omega cost John Moxley a match, especially because there's no DQ. Ah, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going with, you know, since... Uh, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, and John Moxley closed the show at um I was gonna say all out double or nothing you know fucking um he threw him off that uh fucking uh, the, the chips the yeah, poker the chips poker chips yeah uh John Moxley threw Kenny Omega off the poker chips I feel like you know he's gonna Omega's gonna want his receipt you know and I think uh Omega might cost Moxley this match and and I think Joey Janela needs a win you know I think yeah. um since um John Moxley had been having so much momentum you know in the Indies and New Japan and stuff. Since pretty much debuting at um, Double or Nothing, you know? The loss won't hurt him. A loss won't hurt him. Absolutely I think Joey Donella needs to win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to go the safe route and agree with you here. It sounds like the, the smartest take on, on, on the match, so I'm going to agree with you on this one. Cool, man. Um, So we both agree that we're not going to watch this live and probably going to watch it on demand, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> man, we, we talked a little bit about everything, dude. We 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 disagreed in certain things. We agreed in a lot of things, but uh, all in all, I think we got everything covered, man. It's it's been a crazy week in wrestling this week. Yeah, from wrestling Twitter to the '90s coming back with Eric Bischoff. And I know Paul it's Heyman nuts, dude. It's nuts. It's to AEW running a show. This it, it's weekend. funny to the in many ways the two companies that Vince put out of business back in the day. He's now getting their help to revive his product. Yeah, man. 20 it, years later. It's crazy how life works. But um, before we close the show, let's get into some plugs. Um, Leo's not obviously here. So, uh, you know, check out uh, Los Radio, at LosRadio.com everywhere, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you have a podcast idea or just an idea to blog of any uh, sort, you know, contact Leo. He'll set you up. And, you know, Leo's doing some great things at LosRadio.com, man, because they got people talking. And apparently he's got haters now, you know, from... A guy with no talent, um, kind of a a two dollar version of Peter Rosenberg, and you know he's just a hater. So you know, yeah, for, man, um, good for Leo, man. P- P- Leo busts his ass for uh, what he does, man, and and for the fact that somebody in the radio world is you know throwing shade at Leo, Leo must be doing something right. So good for him. Yeah, that's what I told Leo. Um, whenever you're you're doing something right, people will criticize you. Um, so shout out to Leo, man. He busts his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, we shit on him in this show specifically for this show. But when it comes to everything else Leo does, like he busts his ass. No, nobody knows what Leo's going through. So for somebody or people to criticize Leo or, you know, not even know exactly what's going on. It's like, yo, know your place. Don't even worry about it. Like, why? So if you're doing so much better things and and you say you're moved on with your life, why are you even criticizing a guy that you have no clue what he's doing? So, um. You know, don't don't be a hater, bro. He's involved in almost every show. I mean, every show with Los Radio. So I I shouldn't even say almost every show. 
uh, every show that comes through that app, Leo's got his fingerprints on it. So this guy works hard as hell. Um, so shout out to our old man. We love you, big fella. And, uh, you know, fuck the haters. Yeah. So anyway. Also, uh, you can find him at ShowFubaleo also, besides yeah. at Illustrator.com. But go ahead, Sam. Yeah, at ShowFubaleo on Instagram. I'm going to shout out. Um, I do a shout out wrestling accounts that you should be following on Instagram every week besides myself you can follow me at Sammy Suplex you could see it right there if I could point correctly because it's kind of like a mirror here but yeah I'm right there in the middle Sammy Suplex Facebook Twitter Instagram follow me uh I'm going to shout out Fod Mania uh my man from the UK yeah man he's a he's a great loyal listener and a great follower too a great follower he's con consistently putting uh wrestling stuff Consistently putting on uh, wrestling content on his Instagram, on his uh, Insta story, and he is interactive with you. He'll like your stuff. He'll comment on your stuff. He's a good brother. He's a good brother. Uh, so I'm going to spell it out for you. F-A-H-D-M-A-N-I-A. Go check him out on Instagram. And like I said, follow us at uh, Lucha Outsider Show on Instagram. And follow me at Sammy Suplex. And Mario, your plugs. Uh, you can find me at Rated R since 87. Um, I post ever so often our uh, wrestling related stuff, but if you want the wrestling content, the wrestling news, the wrestling comedy, all that good stuff at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I handle the uh, Instagram and Facebook. Sammy Suplex handles the Twitter. I'm slacking on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am, man. <laughs> um, and that's about it, guys. This, this ended a lot more positively than last week. I know. Last week you went on a rant with CM Punk, man. Oh, we forgot to even mention about CM Punk that he did a counter lawsuit to uh, Colcabana, bro. I'm not even going to touch on it, man. If you want my take on CM Punk, as I'm feeling right now, check out last week's episode. But, man, great things happening in the world of professional wrestling. We don't have to bring up that guy. You fully turn on dude. It's crazy that everybody else turned on and you just showed up late to the party when no, it comes to the I like to stay positive. I know you're so optimistic, bro. But the you thing, know, here's the thing. If he shows up in a wrestling ring again, I'm gonna be a mark No, again. but yeah, but everybody will be. Everybody right. will be. It's funny because you're so optimistic and that's like, you know, that's your gimmick, Mr. Optimistic, right? It's funny how you were optimistic about the whole taker thing and watch them fuck up and you're gonna be like, man, fuck this shit! <laughs> we'll see what happens. You're gonna, gonna be like, man, fuck this shit! I'm gonna look at you like, really, fam? Congratulations. I will say, say, say that. Oh, well. Oh, I, I'm, I'm hoping for uh, a good taker return. He's got something to prove, damn it. <laughs> Don't forget, guys, if you missed anything on today's episode, make sure you download and check out the podcast version of the show iTunes, SoundCloud, will be fancy, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, LMS, Guy, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast needs, leave us a five-star frog splash rating view. Comments, grievances, bury either one of us. It'll most likely be Leo because he screwed up the Facebook Live earlier. Poor old man. Poor old man. We love you, Leo. He wasn't even in the show. And he managed to screw something up. <laughs> for Show Football Leo, for Sammy Suplex, I'm your truly Mr. Radar. Keep it rated R and stay too sweet. Watch Fighter Fest. Watch Fighter Fest.